Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is April 18th. The California earthquake of 1906 ranks as one of the most significant earthquakes of all time. Today its importance comes from more from a wealth of scientific knowledge derived from it than from its sheer size. Rupturing the northernmost 296 miles of the San Andreas Fault from northwest of San Juan Bautista to the triple junction at Cape Mendocino, the earthquake, earthquake confounded contemporary geologists with its large horizontal displacements and great rupture length. Indeed, the significance of the fault and recognition of its loud, large cumulative offset would not have been fully appreciated until the advent of plate tectonics more than a half century later. Anal- analysts of analysis of the 1906 displacements and strain in the surrounding crust led Reed, 1910, to formulate his elastic rebound theory in the earthquake source, which remains today as the principal model of the earthquake cycle. At almost precisely 5:12 a.m. local time, a force shock occurred with sufficient force to be felt widely through the San Francisco Bay Area. The great earthquake broke loose some 25, 20 to 25 seconds later, with an epicenter near San Francisco. Violent shocks punctuated the strong shaking, which lasted from some from 45 to 60 seconds. The earthquake was felt from southern Oregon to Los, the south of Los Angeles and inland as far as central Nevada. The highest modified Mercalli intensities, or MMIs, of 7 to 9 paralleled the length of the rupture, extending as far as 80 kilometers inland from the fault trace. One important characteristic of the shaking intensity noted in Lawson's 1908 report was the clear correlation of intensity with underlying geologic conditions. Areas situated in sediment-filled valleys sustained stronger shaking than nearby bedrock sites, and the strongest shaking occurred in areas where ground reclaimed from San Francisco Bay failed in the earthquake. Modern seismic zonation practice accounts for the differences in seismic hazard posed by varying geologic conditions. As a basic reference about earthquake and the damage it caused, geologic observations of the fault rupture and shaking effects and other consequences of the earthquake, the Lawson 1908 report remains the authoritative work, as well as arguably the most important study of a single earthquake. In the public's mind, this earthquake is perhaps remembered most for the fire it spawned in San Francisco, giving it somewhat misleading appellation of the San Francisco earthquake. Shaking damage, however, was equally severe in many other places along the fault rupture. The frequently quoted value of 700 deaths caused by the earthquake and fire is now believed to underestimate the total loss of life by a factor of 3 to 4. Most of the fatalities occurred in San Francisco and 189 were reported elsewhere. In 1955, Albert Einstein died today. He died in a hospital in Princeton, New Jersey at age 76. The eminent scientist and originator of the theory of relativity was admitted to a hospital three days previous with an internal complaint. In recent years, Dr. Einstein had lived a secluded life, although he was still a member of staff at the Institute for Advanced Study at Princeton University. In a statement issued following the scientist's death, U.S. President Dwight Eisenhower said, No other man contributed so much to the vast expansion of the 20th century knowledge. Yet no man, no other man, 
was more modest in the possession of the power that is knowledge, more sure than that power without wisdom is deadly. To all who live in the nuclear age, Albert Einstein exemplified the mighty creative ability of the individual in a free society. Albert Einstein was born on March 14, 1879 to Jewish parents at Alm, Wittenberg, Germany. Soon afterwards, the family moved to Munich, where the young Einstein began his education at the Leuchtel Gymnasium. His early academic career was notably only for the fact that he was asked to leave his school for disruptive behavior, but he always excelled at mathematics, a subject for which would later make him the most renowned scientist in the world. In 1896, Einstein entered the Swiss Federal Polytechnic School in Zurich to train as a physics and maths teacher, but he struggled to get a job largely due to the fact that he was German. So in 1902, he accepted a job as a technical assistant at the Swiss Patent Office. It was during his seven years at the Patent Office that in his spare time, he worked on his mathematical theories which would eventually take the world by storm. The special theory of relativity which describes the motion of particles moving close to the speed of light was published in 1905. In years that followed, Einstein took up senior academic posts in Bern and Zurich, and in 1911 he became a professor of theoretical physics in Prague, but returned to Zurich a year later. However, well-known German physicists Walter Nernst and Professor Planck were eager for Einstein to return to Berlin. In 1913, they persuaded him to take up the position of director of the projected research institute for physics at the University of Berlin and become a member of the Royal Prussian Academy of Science. Einstein's general theory of relativity was published in 1916. In 1921, he was awarded the Nobel Prize for Physics. He kept the positions in Berlin until 1933 when he accepted a part-time post at Princeton University in America. His plan to divide his time between Germany and America, but in the same year the Nazis came to power and Einstein, being a Jew, never returned to his birthland. In 1923, the first baseball game was played at Yankee Stadium in New York City, with the Yankees beating the Boston Red Sox 4-1. No, no better way for the house that Ruth built to be christened in its first ball game than when a home run by the legend himself, Babe Ruth. The Sultan of Swat crosses the home plate for his three-run blast, capped a four-run fourth inning against Boston Red Sox starter Howard Emke in front of a sold-out and chill-boned crowd of 74,000-plus, at the time the largest crowd to ever see a major league game. And Ruth's blast would be the runs, with all the runs the Yanks need to win their 4-1 win. New York starter Bob Shockey would get the complete game win, limiting the Red Sox to just three hits and one run while striking out five. Boston's lone run was scored by George Burns on seventh-inning triple by second baseman Norm McMillan. But the biggest story of the day was baseball's newest cathedral built after the Yankees were chased out of the previous residence, the Polo Grounds, by Giants owner Charles Stoneham. The Yankees moved in as tenants in 1913, but things started to sour between Yankees owner Jacob Rupert and Stoneham with the arrival of Ruth in 1920. The lure of baseball's newest superstar was helping the Yankees outdraw and upstage the Giants at their own ballpark, even despite beating the Yankees in the most recent two World Series. Stoneham even went as far as to suggest that Rupert take his team to Queens. Well, Rupert moved all right, but just across the Harlem River to the Bronx and built the biggest baseball ballpark in the world, and with all within eyeshot of the Polo Grounds and Stoneham. Construction started in Yankee Stadium in March of 19 or May of 1922, and was built in just over a year, at a cost of 2.4 million dollars, or roughly 34 million in 2017 dollars. It had telephone booths, 16 bathrooms, and refreshment stands on every level. The one downside that would fester more as the years passed in the country's growing dependence on the automobile was a lack of parking. 
an issue that would end up pushing being a major complaint of George Steinbrenner, who never stopped a push for a new venue. But in 1923, more than just about 1923 was more than just about the Yankees' newest ballpark. It was also the year of their first World Series title, beating the new Cross River rivals in six games and giving Rupert yet another opportunity to stick it to Stoneham. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com San Francisco Earthquake at Earthquake.USGS.gov The Death of Albert Einstein at News.BBC.co.uk And Yankee Stadium at BaseballHistoryComesAlive.com The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.